Welcome to. <laughs> that was great. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> oh, cousin, my cousin. Episode nine. Yeah. Wow. We're at episode nine, cuz. Who would have thought? I <clears throat> sure didn't. What's crazy is that we're live now. Like, we're on. We'll do it live. Oh, we'll we do are it live. live. We have an Instagram. We have 20 followers on our Instagram. No, you don't understand. We're crushing it. We're killing it. You know what? I feel a song coming on. God damn it. <laughs> we, humor me. Oh, cousin, my cousin. My cousin. All covered in cuz. I love my poor cousin. Like nobody does. He rolled off the table. And onto my arms. Oh, because my boy cuz. Loving cousin. I'll do you no harm. Beautiful. Great rendition. I think that was better than the first time. I think it might have been too. It's okay. We'll nail it one of these days. One day. Um, I also have ideas for other um songs yes to sing the theme song <laughs> to to the tune of these songs that's beautiful um so we'll introduce those Into later <laughs> uh wonderful as i was saying we're on instagram at hello oh, at oh, oh cousin, cousin my, my cousin. cousin that's our tag we're also on <clears throat> youtube we are on youtube um Shit. oh cousin my cousin <laughs> Like and subscribe. Ah, didn't want to have to say no. that. Don't do that. Don't nah, do that. Well, F it. No, the, maybe. The videos sure. on YouTube are, uh, they're just audio recordings. Same as the podcast. They're just available on YouTube for your convenience. Yeah. Uh, we're trying to make it as easily accessible as possible. Um, but yeah, yeah. This day if, and age, you got to. If you want updates on the releases, which are every Wednesday, <laughs> or other fun information, uh yeah our instagram account gives all that information so if you would like to you can go ahead and follow that yeah oh yeah and inside material man bonus content possible come coming soon coming soon bonus content maybe funny videos who knows maybe merch <clears throat> cousin don't get ahead of yourself just an idea just planting the seed just planting the seed <clears throat> so before we dive into this, these movies how are you doing? You know, <laughs> hanging in there, man. <laughs> hanging in there. No, it's it's all right. I'm doing good. I'm keeping busy. Good. Um, watching movies. Yeah. And shows. Yeah. I've been reading a lot. Nice. What are you um, reading? Well, <clears throat> Cheyenne got me for uh, the holidays. Yes. Uh, several books from this publisher. Uh, called Hard Case Crimes. Okay. And essentially, they're these short pulp novels, novellas, novellas. that are very much uh, noir-based, and they're just fun reads. So yeah. it's, it's pretty much crime or mafia or murders or mystery, yeah. and each story's a little... A little different. They're all a little cliche, a little corny, but it's because some of them are actually from like the 50s or the 60s. Right on. Uh, some are a little newer. Um, 
I've read three so far. Two of them actually by Stephen King, which is cool. That's really cool. First one was Joyland. Uh, the second one was The Colorado Kid. And the one I just recently read was Blood on the Mink by Robert Silverberg. Dang. Are you, so I'm, I take it you're really enjoying these since you've read three of them. Well, they're also pr- fairly short. Okay. They're like 300 pages maximum mm-hmm. and they're page turners. So they're, they're quick reads. Yeah. Um, but the idea of them is short, quick thrillers. And they all have these really fun covers um, that are, you know, drawn after the book has been published. Yeah. It's for this publication and they're just, they're kind of sexy. Yeah. You know, like drawings. And, yeah, yeah. It's the sort of stuff you would see like, like sixties movies, poster, movie exactly. posters. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. James Bond movie posters, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Anyway, um, Colorado kid was really cool nice. because the whole book was these two old guys who run a newspaper mm-hmm. telling one of their interns, a story about a murder that was never solved. And throughout the book, they walk you through the whole story. And by the end of the book, sure enough, the murder's not solved. Hmm. It's just an unsolved mystery. But it's it was really cool because the whole point of the story was to show you how not knowing what happened to the character, mm-hmm. how sometimes that's better than knowing okay. what happened. Yeah. And it just leaves you with a sense of, you know, intrigue and and wondering and that was that was really cool i didn't i didn't really experience that reading before nice and the one i just read was finished actually last night was blood on the mink (laughs) and that one was such a cool title i know actually i think i have it (laughs) (laughs) of course blood on the mink you heard it here first folks look at that wow that's epic essentially it's a dead pretty woman on the pavement with a man all suave, standing over her with his gun out, looking at the car that's darting away in the night. Blood on the mink. <laughs> Non-spawn. <laughs> Non-sponsored. Anyway, that one was cool. It was about um, uh, like money printing, and this okay. this government agent infiltrates the the operation and pins a couple different crime syndicates against each other and escapes narrowly with his life and it, it sounds and it's just like invigorating it's just so <laughs> great no i love it it's really fun so i'm reading i have a couple awesome. more and there's there's a bunch that this that hard case crimes have published so i'm been reading quite a bit of those nice. um i also just recently read uh absolute friends oh. by john lacar who's He's a pretty famous spy novelist. Yeah. Um, he wrote Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Nice. Which is an awesome movie. Yeah. You and, get to see it. Um, that could be a cool one for the pod. Ooh. It's really good. Gary Oldman? I really like it. Yeah, Gary Oldman, nice. Tom Hardy, uh, Mark Strong, Colin Firth. Bunch of great guys. Yeah. Um, but... I'm looking forward to reading more from that author because I really liked him. But yeah, I what I really like about John Lacar is he was actually working for MI6 back what? in the day, and then he became an author. So he actually has inside information. Yeah. And is actually from the field, so it's pretty cool. But that was a really good one too. Um, right on. Shows wise, you know, actually, I actually haven't really been watching shows yeah. much or movies. Fair I, I watch the movies for the pod but other than that i've kind of been i guess reading 
That's awesome. What about you? You great use of time. reading or watching anything? Yeah. Um, right now, Julie and I are, are working through Thrones, Game of Thrones, um, the show. <clears throat> yeah, I started. <laughs> I we were we were reading the first book, mm-hmm. and then it it's I mean they're long books as you yeah. know, and we. Really, I really wanted her to just know the story, and it's a lot better when you can put a face to a name and when sure. you can actually visualize everything. So Especially with how dense the books are, it's it gets kind of confusing. Yeah. So I, I get that. So we we read about half of the first book, and they were like, you know what? Let's just watch the show, and then we'll come back and we'll read it after we watch, you know, all of eight seasons of Thrones. We're on season four right now. It's great. These are my favorite se- seasons of the show. Um, I won't get into <clears throat> the ending of the show, the last four seasons, well, last two, um, and how they were disappointing. You're getting into it. I'm getting into it. I'll move on. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, show show wise, Thrones, movie wise, for the pod. That's pretty nice. much what I've been I've been doing. Started reading Dune. About you a, did. I'm about a hundred pages into Dune. Okay. And it is sick. Is it? It's really sick. Tell me. Tell me. <clears throat> so it's essentially. There's like this prodigy boy, Paul, who is the son of the Duke, um, and he lives there. At the beginning of the book, they're living on this planet called like Kaladin, and there's essentially this like plot that involves them going to the desert planet of Arrakis, and there's like a lot of like scheming going on. There's like different characters that are pinned against each other. It's super cool, but I don't want to. I don't want to dive too deep into it. Well, I want uh, the movie's coming out. Exactly, the movie's coming out. I think in October, and I was like, I want to experience this story the way it was meant to be experienced, which is through reading the book um, before seeing the movie. Because once you see a movie, you know it can change your idea of how characters look and sound and everything. And I want to, you know, kind of create that firsthand. Um, but I've really been enjoying it, and I. Highly recommend it. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was interested in reading it. I had heard that it was a difficult read, and I also had uh, some other books lined up that I wanted to get to first. But yeah. with your recommendation, I would absolutely love to read it. Totally. Um, that's book-wise. Music-wise, have you listened to any new music lately? Um, New old stock. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I've been listening to music that's new to me, but it's very old. I love it. Um, like what? Give me, give me, give me some, give me, give me a bit. There's this guy. <laughs> His name's Gabor Zabo. Gabor Zabo. Yeah. What a name. Shit's lit. <laughs> so it's basically like 60s, 70s. Yeah. But it's like Hungarian jazz. Now hear that me out. That sounds insane. Hear me out. It's really not. Okay. Like, like when you hear that, you're probably like, going through your mind with all these different sounds or what yeah. it could possibly be. And really it's, it's not too much like that. It's kind okay. of, um, it almost seemed like experimental or alternative jazz maybe at the time. That's cool though. So it's, it kind of has like some of like the 60s, 70s Samba yes. type of music, which I yes. just find very soothing. Yeah. But I, I listen to him a lot when I'm working on stuff because there's some, some have albums have lyrics, some don't, but it's just, it just sets a mood and it's, yeah. it's really nice, but I've been trying to find records by him. So I got to go hunting cool. for, for that, but super cool. So that, yeah, 
been digging that. You? Nice. Awesome. Um, yeah, I've been listening to this band called The Dirty Nil. Really into them right now. They just came out with a new album, I think this month. Janu- we're recording this in January of 2021. Um, and they're basically just like pop. Not pop, sorry. They're punk, alternative, hard rock. They sound great. I showed you one song by them not too long ago, and it's cool. just, just kick-ass. Nice. It's so good. I do have a game for you to, to start, start things off. Are we starting with? Are we starting on Goodfellas? So yeah, we're gonna start with Goodfellas, um, ladies and gents. If you haven't seen the movie, watch it before listening to the rest of this podcast. Okay, but the game I have for you because it's not <laughs> it's not related to Goodfellas. Love it. My older brother Michael, you know, um, gifted me a music box, and within this music box is a song. I'm gonna play this song for you, and I want you to tell me the name of this song. know this song you know this song what the fuck <laughs> do you want a hint it's by the beatles i figured as much but <laughs> what is it what's the song yellow submarine yeah there it is that's pretty funny isn't that fun that's good i, I like wanna, those I just want to do that fun okay good fellas god why did it take me so long <laughs> it's okay nerd no for your for your information cousin when i first heard that i had no idea oh, you didn't no idea it sounded very familiar it i does. just couldn't it does it's hard to pinpoint it when it's such a simplified version in my defense <laughs> thank you cousin let the record show hey hans let the record i don't know is he still there <clears throat> good fellas good Synopsis. I grabbed this from Wikipedia. Please support them if you can. Goodfellas, stylized Goodfellas, is a 1990 American crime film directed by Martin Scorsese, produced by Erwin Winkler, and distributed by Warner Bros. It's an adaptation of the 1985 nonfiction book Wise Guy by Nicholas Pileggi, who co-wrote the screenplay with Scorsese. The film stars De Niro... Leota, Pesci, Bracco, and some other guys. It narrates the rise and fall of mob associate Henry Hill and his friends and family from 1955 to 1980. Cousin, what would you rate this movie out of 10? I'd rate it a 9 out of 10. (laughs) This was one of my favorite movies growing up. Yeah. When I was young, for some reason, I was just infatuated with mob movies. Yeah. And... To the point where I even made my own mob movies with you. Yes, we did. Mafia Murder. Mafia Murder parts. One. And. Two. That's right. Three was written, partially shot. Partially shot. Footage was lost in the fire. It was a terrible thing. And we never finished. Terrible But I just loved mob movies so much. I played Mafia 2, the video game, just Mm -hmm. endless hours. Yep. Um, It was, I don't know, it was, for some reason, I just was i just admired it yeah and goodfellas to me was like the pinnacle of mob movies under godfather okay of, of course. course of course but goodfellas to me was one that i could watch all the time good nice. or godfather was the one you watch on special occasions like mm-hmm. that was you know it's the godfather yeah goodfellas was the one that i could just have on all the time i had the script i read the 
the book by Nicholas Pileggi. Yep. Pileggi, whatever. Um, and I, I, I just loved everything about it. Nice. Uh, what would you rate it? I think I would rate it an 8 out of 10 because I really enjoyed it and I'd watch it again. Although it wasn't like my absolute favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. It was fantastic. I was hooked the whole time. Yeah. I enjoyed the story. I loved that it's like based on true events that actually happened in the mob. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and I don't really have that many complaints about it. Yeah. Um, this movie was an introduction kind of to Martin Scorsese for me. That's cool. And this, with this movie, you can see a lot of similar patterns to the other Scorsese movies. Um, specifically the rise and fall of the main character. So we see that in, um, raging bull, uh, a little bit in taxi driver, uh, goodfellas, of course. Uh, and, probably most notably Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. They all have such a clear rise, peak, and then dramatic fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very interesting style. Yeah. Because, Life stories. Yeah. Because for the first half of the movie, it's a fun, awesome ride. And the <laughs> second half of the movie, is just a terrible crash and burn. And the tone change is insane. Mm-hmm. But what I really liked is how throughout the whole movie, you're just along for the ride Mm -hmm. and there's some techniques that he does to help with that, which we can talk about a little later, but yeah, yeah, I I love Scorsese and this was one of my favorites by him. That's awesome. That is super great cousin. So let's break out into, into the, the discussion. The beginning was very violent and immediately made me think that this was going to be a very violent film. Although, as you know, as we know, there isn't really another case of like serious, crazy violence till later in the movie. There's some like threatening. There's moments. moments, There's moments, but there's not the opening heavy like the beginning. Pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you about the love story between Henry and Karen. Okay. Shoot. Okay, just some things that were I thought were fantastically done was um, having both Henry and Karen ha- doing voiceovers mm-hmm. in the movie. So it's not just one-sided, right? One side of the relationship. You actually hear what she's thinking along with you know his actions and what he's thinking with her actions. Um, yeah. Uh, fun fact on that. Okay. Um, in the book, you actually do get the same thing. So That's great. the the author talked to the real Henry Hill and the real Karen Hill and he got all of their input. So in the book, when you read like a section mm-hmm. of a date or an, an event that happened, you get Henry's side and then it starts back over to Karen uh, from the beginning, from Karen's perspective. Wow. So you get that in the book too. And at, like reading through the book, you see how much it, it affected and reflex on the movie from cool. even, even from that where they both narrate because like that's in the book too but mm-hmm. um i i agree i think that's a really cool yeah really cool device because it, it also adds um like authenticity to it so it's not just yeah. the guy's perspective it's you yeah know, you get the girls too and you hear things like i gotta admit the truth it turned, turned me, me on just <laughs> <laughs> great it's great it's great uh-huh um <clears throat> i loved karen 
waking Henry up by pointing the gun just in between his eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, damn, this guy really had that coming. I think I don't know if like death was something that I would have expected. Well, out in of that his, lifestyle, yeah, it you know, yeah, you're surrounded like, by it. It's like dude was being a little bit asking too for flimsy. it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and then I thought it was just incredible how she just stuck through it. Mm-hmm. There was so much garbage that she went through with like Janice. Yeah, you know, everything with Janice that was happening, even when she goes and visits the jail and Hill in prison, she sees Janice's name on the guest like whatever entry. Yeah, she's like, "Are you are you kidding me? You're still talking to her?" And then he's just like, "I can't control who comes and visits." Yeah, I can't control who comes and visits. Like, yeah, you what? <laughs> Insane. Yeah, and then by the end of the film, they're just so like beat, pale bags under their eyes just They've been coked just, out just coked out like been through the life you know just yeah nuts no it, it's it's an admirable relationship yeah and that's the shitty thing is is i think they they broke up or they got divorced after they went into like witness protection program. they did so it's like they went through all of that together and then once they started living like a normal life it it fell apart well, and it's just like yeah he got arrested yeah again <laughs> While he was in the witness protection. He, he also got kicked out of the witness protection he did. program. Yeah. Do you remember what for? No. After the premiere of Goodfellas, he was telling everyone who he was. And so they were like, yeah, you're out of here, pal. Wow. <laughs> That's what it was? Because he wanted to have some more, just some like recognition. Yeah. God, man. Dumbass. It's funny. It's, it is funny. It, it totally like makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But that's i mean that's that was i just kind of wanted to cover some of those things no that was a great and there was great moments with both of them um my favorite scene in the movie of the whole movie the whole movie okay is when excited karen calls henry and is and tells him that her the guy across the street steve yes was trying to hit on her yep and made advances on her and she told him to stop and he basically pushed her out of the car and then henry came to her rescue mm-hmm. drove her home sees the guy the neighbor across the street and he just glares at him in the rearview mirror <clears throat> excuse me the rearview mirror yeah oh, it's just the best look yeah and then he gets out <laughs> with his freaking yeah 38 in yeah. his waistband and he goes over and then he just grabs him by the hair and just whacks him across Pistol the nose it's just dude. insane it's the i think that's just it <laughs> it was so gnarly yeah it, it was, was just and it looked so real and good mm-hmm. and like ray liotta was so pissed yeah looking, uh, i just loved that i thought he that was did. amazing yeah my heart was like racing yeah. I was like, yeah you go henry um another great moment with them and this this uh scene has been replicated a lot yeah and uh not necessarily parodied but mm-hmm. used a lot in other shows and and whatnot but it's when henry takes karen to the copacabana yeah and they start out on the street and it's that one shot all the way yes. in through the kitchen I and like it's just, and then he starts on the street and he ends up in the front row and it yeah. just kind of shows it's romantic yeah and it's uh shows know, who it's, he is it's allegory for his rise mm-hmm. a little bit and then it also shows how he's um taunted by the life 
Mm. And it shows, you know, Karen being introduced to it and mesmerized. Yeah. He knows all these people. He's got all these connections. Mm -hmm. Not only was it just such a cool scene visually, it also like showed a lot and packed a lot into it. And it was, it, uh, it was just awesome. Yeah. And, and on kind of talking about that is the pacing of the movie. Right. You know, it, it's like, it never missed a beat, but I never, it never felt like the movie was rushed. Right. You know, I, um, I was going to touch on that because I, earlier I said how the movie just takes you on a ride Mm -hmm. and with you saying the pacing, that's what I was really going to touch on is there's a combination of the narration and the music that ties together the scenes in such a way that it just feels like you're one moment you're here, then the next moment you're here, but it doesn't feel like you skip a beat. It has such a nice flow. And before you know it, it's, you know, movies over two and a half hours later and it yep. feels like it just cruised by mm-hmm. and it's such a, he's so good <laughs> at piecing the, everything together to make it like exciting. And you don't get really tired. You're just like, you kind of have like an adrenaline rush throughout the movie. And, totally. Um, but goddamn, the <laughs> the soundtrack I, is amazing okay. yeah. in Goodfellas. The the released soundtrack only has a handful of the best songs from the movie, but there's some other songs in the movie that have just snippets. Yeah, and it's like, oh, those are just such good songs. And they have but, like Rocks Off, Rolling Stones. Yeah, they uh, got... Monkey Man. They have Memo from Turner. Oh, by wait, Mick guess, Jagger, and that one's insane. I guess, did they have Rocks Off? I don't think they had Rocks Off. I lied. I meant to say Monkey Man. They have Jump Into the Fire. Harry Nilsson. Harry Nilsson, yeah, that I one's lo- awesome. As soon as that started, and then he uses the Congo solo. Yeah. Like, during a really Well, it comes back. Yeah. Like, he cuts the song, goes to a different one, and he comes back to Harry Nilsson. Yeah, it's the, awesome. And the, uh, What Is Life, George Harrison's mm-hmm. in there. But, like, yes, all, exactly. like, all wow. of those really great songs were, like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, some of the best songs are actually in the course of, like, 10 minutes. It's awesome. But also, like, the 50s, 60s songs, like, the Bobby Vinton and, like, those ones. Like, those are just classic and great, and they set the mood so well. But, mm-hmm. um, God, I just love the music. Yeah, the he movie. went off. He went yeah. off for the soundtrack. Um, <laughs> the Callers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just the what collar. were those? What oh. was going on back then? Good man? fit or bad fit? Those collars. Yeah, which was a question I had for oh, you. God, I'm sorry. I'm jumping. No, it's the gun. okay. This is great. Good fit, bad fit. I just, I was just gonna say all the gangsters, because I love the suits. I love the hats. I love the ties. I love all their I, get-ups, and I just, I could not get past the collars. It's weird, and they go through the decades, right? Yeah, and. They have those real weird pointy collars that cover the top they cover of the, the tie. tie. It's real weird. I've like never seen those collars other than in Goodfellas. Really? I don't I like I haven't seen them in any other movie, but I feel like they wear those like a little bit longer than they should. Yeah. Because I think it cuts to like the 80s or something and they're still, and they're them. still wearing them and it's yeah. like ah. It's funny. I it, I just couldn't get past them. They're colors. weird. I couldn't get I couldn't I think, do it. I think Jimmy Conway I think yeah. he had the best fits. He had some killer fits. He just looked good all the time. Yeah. God, dude, De Niro. Just... All right. I wanted to jump into some of the characters. Tommy. Joe Pesci. Did you see his death coming? I Yes. Okay. Um, short answer. Yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, he was he was a pain in the ass from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he was in his own way loyal. Yeah. But he was just such a hothead and that Total never hothead. ends well. No. Killed Billy Bats, killed Spider after mm-hmm. he shot him in the foot and then he shot him to death like the next night or something because he insult like dude just can't take insults. No. And I thought he was a funny guy in the beginning of the movie. Because he was cracking all those jokes, and he... And he, he is. He was He's an entertainer. To, he is, and he was talking to Henry, and he, like, pulls out the gun, like, points it at his face, but he's just joking around, so yeah. I didn't think there was any actual danger in that, and then he starts doing all this crazy shit, and I'm just like, God, right. take it's, a chill pill. Yeah. He has a short fuse, especially for people he doesn't like already, and that's where the trouble is, because, yeah. you know... So, I, I wanted to touch on, on Billy Bats, because... Henry or Tommy was killed eventually in in part revenge for Billy Bats and of course other things he did because he was a loose cannon. Um, I just wanted to explain that Billy Bats was a made man of the Gambino crew, mm-hmm. which is <clears throat> and so his unsanctioned murder invites retribution. Unsanctioned murder of a made man invites retribution. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, a made man is a fully initiated member of the mafia. To become made, an associate first must be Italian or of Italian descent and sponsored by another made man. An inductee will be required to take the oath of the Omerta. 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 It's, it's the law of silence. Look at you. The Mafia Code of Silence and Code of Honor. Yeah, I, I know this shit. You're so cool. They, up, After th- they updated this in 2000, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, cuz. Uh, after the induction ceremony, the associate becomes a made man and holds the rank of soldier in the Italian mafia hierarchy. Made men are the only ones who can rise through the ranks of the mafia from soldier to caporegime. And then some other ones. Crazy. I, it, it's insane that this is real. I know. And it's so, it's so nuts. I was doing a bunch of research for this movie. Yeah. Uh, not a bunch, but I was looking through stuff and I read about that mm-hmm. uh, being becoming a made man they like updated the terms in like the year 2000 oh so like the mob updated the terms yeah so like on public record or what i guess i don't <laughs> i like I, I laughed when i read this because i'm like how do how is this known yeah but essentially they're like well as long as your father is of italian descent and you have an italian last name you can be made so you okay so you don't even have to be full italian well as long as your father is and has an italian name all right so there some loophole there must have been someone they wanted made that like was like (laughs) just get him up there change the code i don't care it's funny i don't know um sam jackson oh yeah stacks okay just in the movie Mm -hmm. i laugh he's so skinny he's so so young and he's so like he just he doesn't seem very confident and he's just like just like kind of this throwaway character. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? This is Samuel L. Jackson. That's funny. Loved seeing him in though. Even this for a short second. Jimmy. The guy. He starts calling for people to get killed involved in the heist. And mm. no one does anything about it. And yet he's super excited about Tommy becoming the made man. But it's kind of seems like Jimmy's the one who's more or less in charge of things. Well, Jimmy's wrong in that? no. Um, Jimmy's Irish, right? He can't be made, right? Same with um, Henry Hill, right? Uh, so the hierarchy is interesting because when you become a made man, like who do you answer to? Mm. But before then, 
James Conway, he was older than Jimmy and Henry, right? And so yeah. he had he had a lot of pull and he led a lot of the um, operations or whatnot. Hmm. And I, I'm, I'm not exactly sure the inner workings of the mob. <laughs> However, come on, I expected you to have everything down to the detail because it seems like if someone proposes like uh like a a mission or a heist or operation something of that sort of of that you know yeah that deal they kind of lead it Mm -hmm. right yeah so henry hill let's say he had he has an operation even though he's not a made man or jimmy conway's above him it's still his deal okay so they work together but they also you know work for each other Mm -hmm depending on the hierarchy. So it it is actually pretty confusing, but absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when they said Tommy was going to be a made man, Henry Hill said, uh, that basically meant Jimmy and Henry were being made too because they're in like, because they're in cahoots. Yeah. They're like best friends with them. Like those are like the three guys, but yeah, (sighs) nuts. Um, I wanted to touch on Henry a little bit. I feel like they cast him perfectly, Ray Liotta as him, because he still seems he still seems young and unsure unsure of himself in certain situations. But then he continues to become more confident in his decisions over time, whether whatever that is with his coke business or now he's sleeping with other women and thinking he can get away with it and mm-hmm. you know all this crazy stuff. But I, he still just kind of seems like a kid to me personally throughout the film i think like there's tendencies that are definitely you know make him seem young you know yeah at least childlike or yeah yeah pretty cool that's kind of all i had to say yeah no ray liotta was fantastic he was and i haven't seen him in a lot of stuff unfortunately i wish i wish he was in more i think that was really his big breakout movie yeah but then nothing really caught afterwards he was in wild hogs Okay, uh, questions. Hans, get rid of that. <laughs> Hans, can you cut that out? What was with the shot? I, well, these are questions I have for you. Yeah. What was with the shot of Tommy shooting Henry a bunch of times right before he turns to go back into his suburban home in the witness protection program? Kind of. I don't know if it was like an I told you oh. so for like the, the number one rule of don't rat on your friends. And yeah. it's like, it's either showing that he's going to get killed or he would have gotten killed or that's just you know yeah his his in his head tommy shooting him for what he did because tommy's you know dead and he's looking from above so he you know he could see it all or whatever Mm. and it's tommy's disappointment in him or just rate or just henry hill's perception of that or i I don't really know it's just kind of like a yeah like you're done yeah you know you screwed up you're done yeah but and that's kind of where think my it, head was leaning. Yeah. Or my, my, my thoughts were leaning was, you know, like had circumstances been different or even mm-hmm. if circumstances aren't different, you're going to die for this. Yeah. 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 I think the mob always gets their way mm-hmm. one way or another. And they did. He died in 2012. Yeah. Henry Hill. And I don't think Heart they knew complications. how. Yeah. I wonder. Um, how long ago did you first see this movie? Do you remember? Oh God. Um, well, when did we make the Mafia Murders? 2011. Yeah. 
probably around that time. Yeah. Maybe a year or two before. Wow. I was pretty young. Yeah. We were in, we were, what, eighth grade? I was probably watching those around like sixth, seventh grade. Okay. It's like 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Dang. Nuts. I think so. And I didn't see it till like three nights ago. <laughs> it's great, man. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. I was just curious. That's why. Yeah. No, um, and I've, this is one of those I've watched so many times. Yeah. Is nice. it, but it has been a while since I've seen it, so cool. I, was, I was glad to revisit I, it's, it. Yeah, it's great revisiting movies. Um, so put yourself in Henry's shoes. Sure. All right? You're him. You're at the tail end of this journey with the mob, and you feel the pressure of potentially being killed, and yet you're still a part of the mob. Would you have done what he did? Or would you have done something differently? I think I would have done what Henry did. Yeah. Um, he was just, he was so paranoid that mm-hmm. he was going to die. And if you have a chance to live as opposed to die, I mean, I think you have to take it. Yeah. Of course. Even if it's, even if that means you're going to die in 20 years, I mean, why not? Um, yeah. but there was some sketchy stuff there at the end. I know. Like he, and he has been in the, this business his whole life. He knows how it goes. Mm-hmm. So when he thinks that he's going to get whacked, then I or Karen's going to get one. Yeah. I've, then I feel like it probably will happen. Mm-hmm. If he has that instinct, then why shouldn't he trust that? If it's right. something he's grown up knowing. Yep. And Jimmy Conway did that weird thing with Karen where he told her to go get the yeah, coats, go down the yeah. alley, just go in the right, the, the creepy guys, store with like it's just 10 like huge guys. It's just like, what the fuck? no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But at, on the other hand, they're drug addicts. Yep. And they're going through this massive paranoia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how much of that affected their perception of what was really happening? Or, like, were people really trying to help them or not? Mm-hmm. But he, Ray Liotta, even Henry Hill, went to Polly and I he know. gave him a couple grand. $3,200. And, and then Polly said that's all he could help with. And if Polly can't help you, then no one can. Yeah. So. And also, he got arrested. Henry Hill got arrested, mm-hmm. and then he yeah, that's a good rat. So, that's, yeah. if you're in that position, then I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, I understand the, the laws of Omerta, but when it, I feel like that's a double-edged sword because if people who you're trying to protect are trying to kill you, mm-hmm. why why <laughs> would you done, protect dude. them? Yeah. yeah, why would you try to save the people who are, are turning against you now and, and jeopardizing yours and your family's life? No one's your friend. Yeah, and he was he was on his own at the end. He had to do yeah. what he, he had to do. Dang. Would you have done something differently? I I think so. I know, I think I would have done what he did. Yeah. I'd follow suit. Like, because you're out of options at that point. Yeah. You know, if you don't go to, if you don't tell the cops the truth, then you rot in jail for a bit. And then if you, You'll get whacked in jail, or if when you're out of jail, you'll get whacked, Mm -hmm. you know? Might as well take your chances in the witness protection program. Exactly. So your family can have a seemingly normal life. Point out your conspirators, your leaders, right in front of everyone. Yeah, that's tough. That is insane. I could feel the tension. Yeah, he's just kind of like... Just barely pointing. Barely. Oh, Oh, and I loved when he stood up. And continue yeah. narration in person and he in the scene. talks directly to you. I thought that was a really that cool awesome. change of pace. Yeah. Scorsese did some weird stuff with that movie, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Worked really well. Yeah. 
it's even just, at the it's end, fun to watch. So much happening. But mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, did you have any? Did you? I haven't even asked you. Do you have any questions or anything you wanted to discuss? Um, I do have some. I I pulled some fun facts. Okay. And I, well, I have stuff. a trivia thing. Okay. Cousin, and I might say some things that you're gonna say. Um, you go for it. I also have like a little. Uh, like a, a small thing that I wanted to talk about game kind of, but great. I say we do your trivia first. I don't really have many questions other than how you liked it. Okay. Fantastic. Here's some, here's some trivia for you. Okay. Henry never whacked anyone throughout the film. True or false? Not directly. He didn't kill anyone. True. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Nice. Um, to prepare for their roles in the film, this isn't a true or false. This is just an interesting fact. To prepare for their roles in the film, De Niro, Pesci, and Leota often spoke with Pelegi, who shared research materials left over from writing the book. Hmm. Pretty cool. What is the running time in minutes? Two hours thirty-four minutes. But thirty-four. Two hours and thirty-four minutes. So it's 146 minutes, which is two hours and 26 minutes. Damn it. But you were, I mean, you were right on the money, essentially. Um, Do you know what their budget was? Oh, I don't. Just take take a wild guess, cuz. Just a wild guess. back in 90? Yes. Oh, man. North of 100 million. No, <laughs> twenty five million. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. the The year threw me off. It's I know uh, that's thirty years ago. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know. What I the, mean, you got to think about inflation, and you also have to think about true. just how big the twenty. Okay, twenty five million. Twenty five million. I was just thinking with all of like the old cars and sets, and felt like that would cost a lot. But you'd think, but they weren't as old then as they are true. now. And they weren't. They didn't do. There was only a set number of places it wasn't and they were filming in streets and stuff so it wasn't like they yeah. had to build a bunch of sets so right. way off there was like warehouses and stuff but mm-hmm. how much did it make at the box office in total budget was 25 million mm-hmm. i think it made 100 million in box office it made 47.1 million about half that hey they they doubled they did essentially yeah which is damn good in my book <clears throat> okay Ray Liotta met Henry Hill in real life. True or false? I know he talked to him on the phone. I don't think he met him, though. Okay. It's true. Okay. He did meet him in person. Was it before or after filming the movie? After. Correct. After. The cast did not meet Hill until a few weeks before the film's premiere. Liotta met him in an undisclosed city. Hill had seen the film and told the actor that he loved it. Nice. Yeah. Among places lived in the Witness Protection Program, Hill and his family lived in Seattle, Washington. True or false? I think that's... Is that true? <laughs> I'm asking you. Ah, I'm asking you. Cause. I know there was something in Seattle. Like someone got pinched in Seattle or something. I think it's true. It's true. Yeah. This is where Hill was arrested on a narcotics trafficking charge. Wow. And he was living here with his family. That's his, sick. Yeah. He said nowhere. Didn't he say nowhere cold? Yeah. He's like, I just don't want to go anywhere cold. Or nowhere warm. Nowhere or somewhere cold. One, he he want, said, he I don't want to go anywhere cold. cold. Just don't, don't put me somewhere cold. That's so funny. Seattle, Washington. The, Luf, the Lufthansa heist. Did I say it? Lufthansa. 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 
was a robbery at John F. Kennedy Airport on December 11th, 1978. An estimated 5.875 million, equivalent to 20 equivalent to 23 million today, was stolen from the German airline Lufthansa with 5 million in cash, 875,000 in jewelry, making it the largest cash robbery committed on American soil at the time. The plot had begun when bookmarker Martin Krugman, Krugman told Hill Lufthansa flew in currency to its cargo terminal at John F. Kennedy International Airport. Jimmy Burke set the plan in motion. My question for you is, or I guess statement, Hill did not directly take part in the heist, true or false? There was, a, I know there was a lot of people who had a lot of uh, help with the setup, but mm-hmm. I don't, Hill didn't have anything directly to do with it. True. Nice. Billy Bats was beaten at Robert's Lounge a few hours after he insulted Tommy. True or false? In the movie, that's true. In real life, that's false. Nice. I knew you would get this one. False. Do you know what actually happened? Yes, I actually have it from the book. I was going to read it. Oh, my God. Okay, well, then I'll save that. Um, Tommy's real name is Thomas, was Thomas de Simon. His records indicate that his legal status is missing and has been for 42 years. True or false? Wow. I think that's false. I thought his name was Tommy DeVito. It's true. Is it DeVito in the movie? Oh yeah, they changed their names. Yeah. In the in movie, real it's life, DeVito. Thomas DeSimone, DeSimone never married. I, get, I don't know. Wait, wait, what did the what did the thing say? Oh, his records indicate that his legal status is missing oh. and has been for forty two years. Shit, I think that is true. Yeah, that's they never true. found the body in real missing. life. He's been missing for forty two. And then in real life, Jimmy Conway's name was Jimmy Burke. Jimmy Burke. And then Henry Hill's the same. Yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting how they do that for movies, but yeah, makes kind of sense. Okay, quick game. Let's do it. Italian or not. <laughs> so I'm going to say a word, and you're going to say si or no <laughs> to tell me if it's actually an Italian word, si. and then bonus points if you can tell me what it means. Okay. Okay. First word. Mangieri. Okay, you can't say it in an accent. Mangieri. I mean, it's gotta be. With the accent. <laughs> See or no? See? <laughs> You're correct. What does it mean? Do you know what it means? Eat. Uh, yes, to eat. To eat. To eat. It's a verb. Beautiful. Arrivederci. True. Yeah. Goodbye. See you later. See ya. <laughs> Yeah, more or less. Ciao. That's C. Ciao, Bella. What is, yeah, si. you're, you're right. Yes, yeah. ciao. It's a real word. It's, what does it mean? Uh, it's like, it's bye. Isn't yeah. it? It's bye-bye, so long, hi, hello. Ciao. So many different things. Ciao. It's like aloha. It's a greeting. Exactly. It's yeah. a greeting coming or going. Yep. Spot on. Chibo. 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 I say false. Si o no? No. <laughs> si. Oh. It is real. Um, it means food. Chibo. Chibo. Cool. Prego. Si. Okay. What is and it that's mean? please? You're welcome. Means you're welcome. Prego. So if someone hands you a bottle, like a, like a glass like jar. Like a baguette. Or like a baguette. Prego. Say prego. Si. Si. Mi scusi. <laughs> C, excuse me. <laughs> yeah! 
right on the money, cuz that's all I had. They're all he's, true. Oh, he's doing the Italian hands <laughs> every time he says a word too, which is hilarious. Excuse, excuse. All right, share share what right. you had to say. I want to hear it. All right, I got a couple fun facts. I'm going to breeze through. Okay. Um, the how am I funny scene mm-hmm. is based on something that actually happened to Joe Pesci. Really? And he informed Martin Scorsese of this and they added it to the script. Wow. That's cool. Um, the word fuck <laughs> and its derivatives yeah. are used 321 times at an average of 2.04 a minute. Wow. Joe Pesci says about half of them. The script <laughs> itself does. called for it to be used about 70 times. Damn. But a lot of the dialogue in the movie was actually improvised. I, I read about that. And like Scorsese would write some of the th- th- lines he liked from their mm-hmm. improvisations and revise the script. So that was pretty cool. So um, cool. Let's see here. And that ranks the movie. At the time it was released, it had the most profanity of any movie. It ha- As of 2020, it is number 15. Damn. We've just gotten worse <sighs> yeah. over the years. Topped by himself too martin scorsese and wolf in wolf of wall street where's wolf sit number three jonah hill yeah yeah goes hard (laughs) um the painting that joe pesci's mom in the movie yeah that she reveals yes yes where there's one dog looking one way the other dog looking the other way it was actually painted by uh nicholas pelleggi the author's mother wow do you know who played joe pesci's mom in the movie was it Pelegi's actual mom? It's Scorsese's mom. No way! Yeah. I love that kind of Isn't stuff, that great? man. That's so cool. Pelegi talked to Henry Hill constantly while writing the script with Scorsese, and he says the voiceovers are almost exactly quotes from Henry Hill. Wow. Some of the like, excerpts I've read from the book are like almost verbatim. That's so awesome. Um, Henry Hill was paid roughly about 550000 for the film. What? Hill considered it chump change, or it's either that or 55,000. That might have been a typo. Yeah. Uh, Hill considered it chump change compared to the 15 to 40 a week he made in his gangster days. That's hilarious. Chump change. Uh, while um, Here's 55K. Yeah. Ah, that's nothing. <laughs> eh. God. Um, while the, they were having that dinner, there the the midnight breakfast dinner scene yeah. at pesci's mom's house the guy in the trunk the guy in the trunk billy bats in the trunk yeah yeah scorsese didn't tell his mom that there was a guy in the trunk so she was clueless throughout the whole scene while the other guys all knew and were like improvising around it wow um so it worked it was true to her character yeah (laughs) i love that scorsese worked really closely with the source material and pulled directly Mm -hmm. from it for the film that kind of stuff is awesome it's really cool and it also speaks to just the accuracy yeah and it's like what you're watching for the most part, like happened and his words directly from the guy's mouth. And it's just so cool. Um, okay. So I have, I think three excerpts from the book Let's hear them. and I'm comparing them to the movie. Nice. So, uh, let me just kind of tell you the differences. Yeah. So the first one, what I, which I talked about earlier, my favorite scene is when Harry has a confrontation with Karen's neighbor, Steve across the street. Yep. Uh, this event did happen. There were some differences in the book. There were actually three Corvettes. Oh. One for each brother. Uh, Henry uh, rang their doorbell. No one answered. He went to the backyard. And he did pistol whip Steve in the face several times. Oh, man. 
and then he put his gun in Steve's mouth and wiggled it around and Steve yelled that there was a gun and Henry swears that stopped him from killing Steve. What? Yeah. And then Henry did give the gun to Karen, which she put in the milk box. Um, he did say Steve pissed all over himself. <laughs> um, I would too. Henry pulled his car around the block, tossed a box of gun shells under the car. And then when he got back, there were apparently cops all over looking for the gun. And then they questioned Henry, who was so insistent and adamant that he did not have a gun, that when they asked Steve again, he said it was maybe a metallic object. What? What? And then... He got in his head? Yeah, and they, like, searched Henry and the car. Um, I guess they didn't see under him. They escorted him out of the neighborhood to avoid more trouble. So, like, it it was, you know, pretty much the same thing. It's just there's a little bit more detail in the book. More dramatic. Yeah. That's nuts. All right, the Billy Bats murder. Yes. So... This is the... This event did happen. part of the movie. Yeah. This event did happen, and how he was murdered is pretty much accurate. The only thing is leading up to it is a little different. Right. So Tommy told Henry and Jimmy that he was going to kill Billy when they were at his at the release party. Yeah. So he's having a good time, and Tommy comes up to Jimmy and Henry. He's like, I'm going to kill this guy. And then a couple weeks later, mm-hmm. at a different club, it was a place that Henry was actually trying to become the owner of. Called in Miami. The, called The Suite. I don't know if it was in Miami. Was it in Miami? It was... It was... Oh, sorry. I lied. I'm such a liar. It was in Jamaica, Queens. Called The Suite, right? Called The Suite. Yeah. And so... Nice. Billy was drinking late at The Suite. Tommy... No, sorry. Jimmy and Henry were there. There's so many names ending in Y. Polly and Peter. Tommy walked in with his girlfriend. He saw Billy and immediately sent his girlfriend home. (sighs) Jimmy noticed this and started getting cozy with Billy Bats, buying him drinks, putting his arm around him. And then Tommy whispers to Henry to keep him here. And then Tommy proceeds to say, I'm going for a bag, which Henry in the book explains is a plastic mattress cover. Yikes. In 20 minutes, Tommy was back with a gun and the bag. When Tommy approached Billy Jimmy's arm was still hanging around Billy's shoulder. Tommy took out his gun and Jimmy's arm tightened around Billy's neck. What? And then the rest is pretty much what was seen in the movie. The beating, um, the transporting in the car, going to the mom's house, digging him, having to re-dig him because... They were going to put houses or apartments or whatever. There was a development there. And they put lime over Billy Bats' body when they buried him to help decompose. Wow. So when they went back, he was like half decomposed. Oh God! Yeah, pretty, yeah, that was gnarly. a nasty part of the movie. All right, another in real life. Yeah, oh, I know. Uh, another uh, part that was a little different in the book, and actually it, there was a lot more explained, which is really interesting. Was Henry's time in prison? Okay. So Henry had it really, really good in prison, um, and everything that was depicted in the movie was true, but it was kind of better than it was even shown. Really? So Henry eventually got to work out on a farm, which gave him even more freedom. He was able to just drive tractors, take care of cows and whatnot. It was hard work, but he was, you know, out in the, out in the, he wasn't getting shanked. Right. He said he worked the perimeter of the fence to make sure that cows couldn't get out, which also allowed him to smuggle anything in that he could. 
Great. He even met Karen in the fields behind the pasture, and they made love for the first time in two and a half years. Wow. She also brought a duffel full of food and wine, and they had a nice meal, and then he smuggled the rest in. Holy cannoli. Very funny. No pun intended. So, it's just crazy. It's such a... I want. I kind of want to reread the book, because I read it so long yeah, ago. Yeah, it sounds so interesting. But it's... There's so much funny stuff. Yeah. But also just awful, of course. Yeah. But just to know how much influence and pull that these guys had even when they were in jail it's yeah just like, it's just it's, nuts it's it's awful <laughs> there's like other schemes too that aren't in the movie like henry hill led this one with jimmy conway where they did sports betting and they did this whole like that. boston college um shaving that. points thing yeah and so that wasn't even in the movie but yeah a bunch of cool fun stuff that you know if the movie didn't cover enough you know the book's really cool too but mm -hmm. yeah i love it i think it's so it's just such a fun movie quality pick mm -hmm. i'd say yeah it's a class it's also just a great classic so for anyone yeah. who hasn't seen it like watch watch it, it. it's fantastic mm -hmm. and also to know that it's like everything's just, like true is just I insane i mean there were some creative liberties with sure but there's always discrepancies between hollywood and oh yeah for sure but, but it was all very you yeah know, accurate to at least what henry hill said yeah who knows how much of that was true it's really you know cool. he's a he's a bred born and bred liar yep and schemer gosh but well yeah hey any, any final notes on goodfellas um i think I, i'd still keep it at an eight hmm. love i mean sure you know, just a great movie and oh, i'd yeah. watch it again and you know who knows maybe I'll have more appreciation for it. Sure. Down the line. Yeah. It's a, it's one of the great classic crime movies. Yeah. Um, can't believe I hadn't seen it till I was, I was shocked. That's why yeah. I was like, we have to do it. Yeah. All right, cool. So what do we got next? Cause next we're going to talk about X Machina, another a two four film. Yeah. We love those. We we're, love those. We're changing gears. Yeah. We figured, you know, might as well. We don't want to do <laughs> two gangster movies back to back we were thinking yeah. irishman which could be fun later especially after seeing yeah. this yes so maybe later down the road we can I, we can great. do that that's great but yeah ex machina came out i think 2014 2015 uh it was like same that. year as force awakens 15 okay Remember so I that so yeah yeah uh recent movie it, i think it's kind of another one of those instant classic types yeah. sci-fi thriller yeah um it's great yeah. and watch it watch it and we'll uh, talk about that one same time next week sounds great all right thanks for tuning into oh, oh cousin, cousin my cousin. cousin this is the cousin signing off thanks for tuning into this episode of oh cousin my cousin join us next week same time as we discuss the movie ex machina <laughs> <laughs>